0: Welcome to the fourth episode of the Handmade Jewelers Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you part two from the Buffalo Craft Co interview. Mark is very knowledgeable and he has just so much passion, and he's a great person for you guys to learn how to scale your business from. Episode four coming up.
1: So, um, do you have a meaning behind your pieces?
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, and no. I mean, so I'm in a unique situation that majority of the things that people see, I often say aren't my design. Um, they are my design because I came up with them and I did design them, but, um, our shop is a very unique, um, situation currently because it's more or less a working studio, right? Like I've got a display case, it's sitting right next to me that's completely empty and has all my tax information in it that, you know, that I need to have out for a retail shop. Um, right now, we are working on a couple of different lines, um, production lines and stuff like that. So those have meaning, Uh but it's not as much of a meaning as, say others, right? I, I, I'm not making a, a sculptural piece and people looking at it and saying, oh man, that is like, you know, this, that, or the other thing. Um, a lot of what we do currently um, is based upon uh, customers. People come in with their ideas and now the way that we're getting a lot of customers are people see that we have uh, immense talent and skill, right? As far as technical skill, skill goes and the people that are coming to us from that jewelry store that I mentioned um, in um, down here in Tennessee, uh, you know, they have ideas and they come to you with their ideas. And, you know, I love having people bring me five pictures and saying, okay, I like this, this, and they don't know what any of the terms are, right? I like this and they're pointing to Mill Green. Okay, cool. And then they point something else and they like, uh, um, you know, bead setting. Okay, cool. And then they, and they really like art deco and they want something that's big and they've got another piece of jewelry that they're wearing right now that is big and they like a halo, you know, and then they come to us and they've got a whole bunch of parts They've got bags of old jewelry that was passed down from family member, and they want us to rip everything apart and inventory everything. And then with the, things that, with the pictures that they brought us, we kind of compile the different elements that they like, and then we design what they want, you know? So the meaning isn't necessarily my meaning. It's more of their meaning, you know? Um, and what we're trying to do is we try to get inside their head and ask the right questions to understand what what they want us to do. And then we, I try to make what's in their head a reality because it's what they want. And it can be a whole numerous bunch of different things. You know, it's a heirloom diamond and it's an engagement ring, but they're already married or they don't, you know, whatever. And and they don't want to switch over their engagement ring, but they want to wear it in such a way that they can use a two carat, beautiful old mind, diamond you know from the center of a uh, an engagement ring and we're tasked with making a different ring that doesn't look like an engagement ring you know and so it's more of a game and less of a meaning it's like they set out the rules and you have to work around the rules that they put forward and figure out the puzzle to their satisfaction so they pay you the money <laughs> um you know and it's it's less about the Meaning. I mean, I guess the meaning for us is there are, there's driving forces behind the things that I'm doing. And those things are craftsmanship is king, right? You can have a great design, but if it looks like shit, I'm sorry. If it's not technically sound or it looks bad, I'm not going to praise it. It's not, I don't care about your design. I care about more of your execution. You know, once you can execute well, then I'm going to care about your design. You know, if I say, man, this is beautifully executed, but it's silver and, you know, white sapphires, it's so nice. You should have done it out of either gold or platinum and diamonds because then you'd be making the money that you would need to make on it. You know, that's more of where, um, I see that kind of, but craftsmanship, uh, 100%. You know, it, we treat all, we treat every job. It doesn't matter. Trade work, uh, or, you know custom piece or repair um there are standards that i hold myself my employees and my, my company too and i don't like for instance we do not pick set diamonds right with a graver it's either bead set or it's not and like it's there isn't really a good fluctuation in there now if i have to repair a piece and the whole thing is pick set obviously i'm gonna have to do that but it's not, I, I would never put together a piece and say, okay, this is it. Like we try not to cut corners. If anything, I try to teach my uh, my employees currently that, you know, I'm more concerned with the craftsmanship. If that means it takes you a little bit longer, that's fine. Because I'd rather you learn the right way and practice the right way, the way that I, I want it done, the way that I do it, um, and get the look that I want. Because that, if you practice that, that will get faster, right? But if you practice the wrong way, that's already fast. You're going to get faster at that and then it's going to be harder to do something that's longer and stay with it because it does take longer and it is harder. But if you practice, if, if that's all you do and that's all you know, then that will in turn get faster because the muscle memory will get faster. And I'd rather you make a better product and have it take you eight hours the first time, right? And then every subsequent time you end up getting it down to two hours, the same job in a year because you've done it a thousand times. That's more valuable to me than being able to push more work out the door that's going to come back. I mean, I have yet to have a piece come back to me because of the way I manufactured it and had it be bad. And so I'm going on almost 10 years that I haven't had anything come back except for a sizing, right? And that's not my fault. Like, I don't have anything that comes back. And it's because we're building it the right way. We're building heirloom-quality stuff. You know, it's quality. People buy quality. And, you know, if they don't, if you're selling an inferior product or a product that you can get from any Nails or Jared's or, you know, any local not good mom and pop shop, right? That's just the same stuff, same stuff that they're selling at Jared's or that they're, you know, selling at Walmart or whatever because those companies are out there and nobody can buy from them. No one's going to pay you more money than what they're going to pay somebody else for the same product. So you have to make your product different and better, right? And the only way to do that is to make it, even if it's the same thing, I mean, an eternity ban that's a, an eternity ban is an eternity ban is an eternity ban. The difference is, is that if you hand forge the shank and you hand lay out the stones and you're hand cutting it with a graver and you're not using a CAD or a blank mounting or something, it's like you can charge for that because you're doing it. It's a different product. It's like a $13 cheeseburger from a pub and a mcdonald's cheeseburger they're not the same thing they're both cheeseburgers they're both food but they're not the same thing quality that's that's what that's our meaning behind all of our stuff is is the quality if it's got our logo on it you can rest assured that it is of the utmost quality we're you know we're always getting better too so you know it's, it's the building thing
1: all right taking a lot of your time i only have
2: two more questions
1: first um do you have an overarching goal for your jewelry career?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, kind of. I mean, get bigger, right? Have a have a, a really solid, good company. I mean, I don't know if it's necessarily, you know, jewelry is as far as... Okay, let me let me ask you a question. My jewelry career as far as what? As a business owner or as a uh, craftsman and maker? If you
1: have a goal in mind for either, you can answer that. But um, I guess if I had to... Take one, I'd probably say as a craftsman and maker.
2: Get better quality, uh, right? Continue upping what I'm doing, learning different techniques, everything else like that. I mean, I would love to only, you know, if I could wave a magic wand and it was like, you know, perfect and I could do whatever I wanted, all I would do is make four pieces a year and they would be like, uh, you know, $100,000 each and make them exactly how I wanted to and just spend all day, every day, doing nothing but making exactly what I wanted to make, exactly how I wanted to make it, with the exact materials that I wanted. Right? I mean, I'd love to set a half a million dollar pariba. Uh, it would be great, uh, or or uh, a crazy expensive pod paracha. That would be freaking ridiculous too. Or, you know, I mean, there's always better. You know, just always be better. If you think that you're the best. Uh, you should stop you know that's why doctors and lawyers call them practices because you're never really done you're constantly getting better and as soon as you lose sight of that it's it's over that's when you become complacent and you that's why uh, like i don't refer to myself as a, as a master jeweler right and i know there's a lot of listeners out there that are probably like well you know there are people better than me i mean jason Marshababa for instance you know i mean he's phenomenal i, I mean disgusting it's ridiculous i would love to be his caliber but you know that's the that's the thing he's got access to these stones and he's got access to customers that want to pay for that kind of stuff you know i mean it's it's but he's put in the time he was a bench jeweler at his dad's store when he was like 11. i mean he had the job that i had when i was 25 when he was 11. he's got a lot of years out of me you know and but he's only five years older than i but um yeah. I mean, the end goal would be to use the, you know, make exactly what I wanted to make exactly how I wanted to make it. And the kicker that is the actual goal is with the materials that I want to use. Right. Um Yeah. So I know a lot of, a lot of listeners are probably thinking that, you know, that maybe they're not doing bridal yet. And they're like, well, you know, I get a lot of people that ask me on, on Instagram, they're like, well, how do I, how do I start making stuff in golden diamonds? It's easy. You just buy gold and you buy diamonds and you make it out of and diamonds. You know? Um but when you get into crazy expensive gemstones and stuff, I mean that requires, you know, two hundred thousand dollars upfront cost to purchase the stone. Well, I, I don't I don't have that yet. So I'm working towards getting that kind of stuff, which kind of ties back into the business end of it too, which is, you know, I want I want my business to live on, right? When I die it's like I die. All right? No religion or anything like that, as far as pulling any of that stuff into it. But when I, when I go like I'm, I'm gone, I can't make anything anymore. Right. But if I make something that can continually make something, my company, or I can help educate people or um, whatever. Right. Like that's your legacy. That's what lives on. Like you don't, right. But the stuff that you do does. And so that's, that's kind of, but that those two things, help each other out, you know, the better, the better business I can grow and the more I can do by di- differentiating myself and stuff like that and create, I guess, a collector's market or something like that, people will come out of the woodwork and say, yo, I love your style, your skill, your whatever. Do you want to, you know, this is my budget. Do you want to work with this? And it opens up those doors. You know, I mean, we had to break into the bridal industry too. It's the same thing. I mean, you, you know, you start out, we started off doing etched copper and brass cuffs um at craft shows you know and earrings and then it was like we started doing bridal and i remember that first one it was like oh my gosh it's done in gold but now it's just like i mean i tell all people that we interact with and stuff it's like dude, yeah but it's just it's still metal it's just metal and stone don't worry about any of that other stuff right don't worry about that just just do it you know how to do it just do it pretend it's something else it's yellow pretend it's brass it's white pretend it's you know silver or nickel whatever it doesn't matter pretend it's nothing and just and that you have to get out of your head you know um but as far as goals are concerned you know big real big collector size and caliber gemstones and being able to make stuff around that like the top you know five percent of material and cut gemstones that's what i want to work with that's that's the goal
1: yeah it's a good goal so, last question: What's the biggest thing that you've learned from starting a successful jewelry business?
2: People are more interested with what you think than other people think, right? So, a lot of the stuff that are our, our main flagship pieces that we've designed and actually produced that were like lines like our nature inspired stuff and our rustic band excuse me, our rustic fan line and everything you know those were all ideas and they weren't necessarily regular ideas the biggest thing about making a successful business is that again it goes back to doing you like you have you are different right you are your own person you have your own experiences and you have your own you know input everybody has different parents even if you have the same parents you have different you know everybody can view the same thing differently i've got a brother and a sister and we all view the same things that happen completely differently because we're different people, you know? And so the when you're doing something as far as building a business and trying to make that business successful, it's like you follow in the footsteps of the people that know more than you and you have to get over thinking that you are the end all be all because you're not. And, you know, taking advice is good and knowing who to take advice from is also good, but The biggest thing is if you think something is a valid idea, it's worth pursuing. And the only way to really be successful is to be different. I mean, there's always somebody to catch, right? Look at technology and like personal computing and cell phones, right? The Androids are great and everything else like that. You got Nokia and everything else like that. But the one to catch is Apple, right? Whether you like Apple or not. That's fine. But they're the ones that catch. They were first, right? They're always first. And it's because they're new. They're not, I mean, they're releasing things like three years after it's finished. I mean, it's crazy. And everybody's trying to catch that. They see it. It's the same thing. It's that trend. You know, it's like they put something out and everybody's like, damn, that's freaking great. And then they're all trying to catch it. And Apple's like, yeah, dude, that's three years old. Like we've already got three years ahead of you. Like you're never going to catch us. Like they have to do something different, Right. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of the same thing with being a successful business. If you're just one of the crowd right? McDonald's, McDonald's is the one to catch. They were the first franchise in the world, essentially, that really made what franchising is today what it is. I mean, they were the first ones to, like, build systems and mechanize all that stuff. You know, and that was completely different up until that point. It was all modern pop shops, and then when people realized that they could do that, it's like that's when your department stores and that's when everybody came out, right? Burger King, KFC, every everything that we know now, Taco Bell, all that. They're all trying to catch McDonald's, right? All of them. I mean, even to the point where now in a McDonald's you go in there and you don't even talk to a person. They got those shelves that you type in your order, right? I mean, but they're the first. Everybody's going to follow that. Everybody's going to follow that, right? And so it's like you, to be the most successful that you can possibly be, you have to either be first or one of the first. And the only way to do that is to kind of say, fuck it to everything else and just say, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. Shit. That's what I'm doing. And you just do it, you know, and you just go. I mean, it's like, I mean, think of anything that's been popular and then burns out the Snuggie, the Pet Rock. Right? Any of that stuff. It's like the new hot thing. I mean MP three players were around before the iPod, but the iPod took it to the next level, like they made it the right thing. Right? It's that. Like you could there's two ways to build a business. Either you find a problem and you try to solve a problem, or you have a product and you try to find a problem that the product solves. You know, and either you make a new product or you are trying to improve a previous product. Um and it's you just have to make sure that if you do it that you kill it right i mean if you're going to improve upon it if you're going to make a better mouse trap it better be a better mouse trap or you're trying to create a market typically harder but it can be a lot more fulfilling because if that's where your gusto is you know you're going to be going super hard all the time because it's yours right that's what you believe that's what you want that's what You know, and if you want it, you, and you're passionate about it, you can captivate other people and get them to also think that it's also important. Right. And that's like, that's the biggest thing about business. I mean, business is no secret. It's all, it's all numbers, right? You follow the numbers, you follow where the money's going, you follow where all this other stuff is, you analyze all that stuff. You're doing all kinds of different things, but it's, you know, you're trying to, there isn't a good formula, right? If there was already a system, nobody is going to go and buy a McDonald's and try to, you know, buy a McDonald's franchise, implement the systems into something different. They could, but it's not the same thing. It's going to feel like a McDonald's, right? Like you want to do a taco shop like McDonald's, fine. That's fine. But it's going to feel, it's going to feel like a McDonald's, right? I mean, all of these places feel the same. I mean, Burger King feels the same as a like McDonald's, uh, you know, KFC feels the same, And it's because the same thing, go to the counter, you order, you wait for your food in the line, you get it. It's always in a paper bag. It's always in a paper box. It's got a paper cup. You know, sometimes they're plastic. Fountain machines are right there. That's a good thing. Sometimes they do it behind the counter, but it's all the same, right? It's not, it's not different. When somebody comes out with something completely different, right? And it's like, it takes that same um, product and delivers it in a more effective way then that, which, let's face it, that's already effective. That's why people are copying it, right? You know, that's what it is. It's new. It's different. People like the new and different they want. That's why everybody comes out with new products. That's why people test products. That's why there's birthday cake Oreos. I mean, that's why there's all that stuff. People's pace change. And if you have the same product forever, it it gets stale. It gets old, you know? So you want to find what what gets you going and what you want to do and then just stay true to that. And I would say don't pigeonhole yourself. You know, don't, don't say that it's just, you know, in jewelry. Like, what do you want to do? Oh, I just want to work with diamonds and gold. Look at that. That's cool. But, yo, know, diamonds and gold are awesome. But there's platinum and there's, you know, meteorite and there's colored stones and really expensive, way more valuable than diamond colored stuff. Like, don't close yourself off. Like, just be open to it and, and get like a mantra, you know, like, like what I said. I was just quality, right? I don't care what I make. As long as the quality is there, then I'm good with it. I mean we've made all kinds of weird stuff. You know? I mean we made cuffs out of scissors that for people that cut hair. And we made we I used to make all kinds of little containers and all kinds, I mean everything. Yeah, but it was all about quality. It was the best I could possibly make it at that point in time. You know, and, and, and if it wasn't that then I wouldn't do it. And um but it's all about being different. You know, don't don't be afraid to Think outside the box and try something because, man, you might do something that hits and hits hard and becomes like 50% of your income. I mean, that's what happened with the Nature Inspired line and the Rustic Band line for me. I mean, they were just weird things that I thought, you know, this could be cool. I tried it, took a picture, put it up on the website, and it literally built my business for like four years. I mean, that's all I made. And it was just too – Two products, and I started building on it. After I made the First Nature Inspired ring, like, four or five times, I was like, man, I don't want to keep making this ring every single time by hand. I want to do something different, so then somebody would be like, oh, man, I love this ring. You're like, great. Let's do something different. Find me some other jewelry that you like. And I started pulling stuff. That's why now it's like, you know, they're not all set in a regular um, head or in a partial bezel head. Some of them are, you know, channel set or – partial uh tension set or you know they they all look different you know and that was like a need for me as an artist I was like okay I I don't I don't I know I can make this but now it's like okay let's see what else we can do with it you know and I took that idea of like nature inspired and just kind of went you know and it was crazy everybody everybody man they were like yo you can't the store that I worked for at the time they were like you can't make a living doing nothing but custom jewelry and I was like okay well I, I can and I did and I continue to do so. And, you know, and then when I started showing them those, they were like, you're out of your mind. Like, no one's going to pay you for that. And now it's like, you know, people seek us out. I mean, most times when people ask for that stuff, they're like, yo, I love your nature inspired stuff. You know, I see a lot of that stuff on Etsy, but yours looks so much different. And I'm like, yes, yeah, because we took four years to figure out how to make it look like that. You know, I mean, that's that's, that's mine. That's, and, and there's no mistaking it. It doesn't look like anybody else's because it's mine, right? I built the tools. I built the system on how to do it. I designed it. I made it. I don't tell anybody else how to do that stuff, you know? So don't, don't be afraid when, you know, when, when people tell you no, in my experience, that normally means that I should keep going down that path. Because if they're saying no, it means it's against the norm. And new stuff is always against the norm. And I like new stuff. I don't want to be one of the crowd. I want yeah, to be invited definitely. to be on podcasts like this. <laughs> 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 you know? I mean, you don't do that from just being white noise. Yeah. I mean, how many jewelers are on Instagram, dude? And you reached out to me, and I'm not even that big. I mean, I got 8,000 followers, but I haven't even broken 10 yet. You know? I mean, yeah. come on. it's It's one of those things, you know? It's like there's something else that comes through. And it's like, different. Be different. If you're different, people will reward you for being different. Problem is, society tells you not to be different, right? Society says, yeah. do what you should be doing. I mean, man, I got, I have seven piercings in my mouth alone, right? I, I mean, I do. I have my tongue pierced twice, the webbing underneath my tongue. I've got two in my lip, one in my upper lip, and I've got them in a row. That's seven. And, like, on my face, I've got four on my nose. I've got, I mean, i got tons of piercings, visible tattoos on my hands, my arms, my leg, everything, right? And I'm selling you know, ten, fifteen thousand dollar engagement rings to everybody. They're not all young people. Half my clientele are are um, older, uh, you know, women or men that have kids that are right about my age. We're Older than you, right? You said you're nineteen, right? No, Eighteen. How old are you? Eighteen. Okay, so so they're old enough to be like your parents, right? And I, dude, I wear a plaid shirt every day. Right, and I have piercings and a huge red beard and shit. I don't care. I just don't care. Fuck it. If you're gonna come to me because you want a piece of jewelry and and I can make you that. And if you don't like the way that I look, and that's you know, but it's different, I'm like, but you wanna come to me because I'm different. You've been to every other store in the area and everybody's telling you no, or that they can't do it, or this, that, or the other thing. I don't tell people no, I tell people yes. That's the best thing. You do tell people yes as long as you're confident that you can do it, and I am. So if everybody else says no, and I say yes, it kind of doesn't matter what you look like. And the reason that I say yes is because I've taken a completely different path and I've done that. You know, I've tried to learn all these different skills so I can say yes. I mean, I didn't start off knowing how to do hand engraving or bead setting or anything like that. I practiced it. I taught myself and I paid to have people teach me and mentor me and everything else like that. And now it's like, Man, we deal with a trophy shop and when there's stuff like that goblet that I did a couple of weeks ago on Instagram, guy called me up and was like, Hey, do you do engraving? And I said, yeah. And he's like, okay. He's like, well, I got this goblet and I saw it. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. I mean, dude, I don't, do, I've only been doing engraved lettering for maybe a year. Yeah. Right. And And, and it's totally different than regular engraving. It's not the same stuff. Letters are totally different than like ornamental stuff or sculpting or, um, scroll work. It's, it's a completely different idea behind it, right? And I don't know. It's just, just be different. Just when people are telling you that you're crazy and that you're a wackadoo and everything like that, you know, you're on the right track. Just keep going. Yeah. Don't, for sure. Don't let them, don't let the masses skew you because when you finally arrive, right? And you deliver your vision of what you're putting together, right? All of those people that said that you were fucking crazy, they're all going to be right there wanting to buy it because that's the next new hot thing. I mean, look at, look at anything, you know, all that stuff is, is new and different. I mean, any business, the automobile, when Henry Ford said that he wanted to make a horseless chariot, right? Or a horseless carriage, dude, everybody thought that he was out of his friggin' mind. The Wright brothers said that they wanted to make a thing that would fly through the air and carry people in, like, what, the early 1900s, late 1800s? I mean, think about how freaking asinine that was to every single person that they – think about Think about the Internet, right? We're going to make something that you don't need wires for but that everybody can access and that they're all going to have these little devices in their hands and they don't even need to interact with other people. And you yeah. know that people are like, you're out of your fucking mind. You're crazy. But if they stopped, right, we wouldn't have what we have now. Think about it. Yeah, 100 It could have been that people stopped, you know, yeah. and then just died. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So when people start telling you you're nuts, right, say, okay, that's your opinion. And keep going. I mean, maybe you are nuts, right? I mean, you kind of have to be nuts to want to grow something and start a whole new whatever, right? But still – I mean, that's a big thing. You just go, dude. Do you. Yeah. Don't worry about what other people are saying. Don't worry about what, you know, what people are doing on your social networks and everything else like that. Just stay focused. Put your blinders on. Do your own thing. Make that shit as tight as you possibly can. Make that as good and as solid as possible, right? And people will notice. And in jewelry, like I said, craftsmanship is king. You know, we're in this really big weird slump that it's like it's all based around money. It's all based around, you know, the cheapest thing. People call you up, "Oh, how much is a carrot diamond?" It's ridiculous. Like you didn't even tell me what clarity, color, anything. Like, I don't know, that's like saying, "How much is a car?" Well, what kind of <laughs> car do you want? I don't I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Right? Or like people email me on my on my contact forms and they're like, uh, you know, it says, hey, "Give me a question." You know, or your message, and they say prices with an ex with a with a question mark. A price on what? My website's got hundreds of pieces on it. What do you want to price on? What do you want to make <laughs> out of? What am I doing? What am I pricing? What 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 am I doing? Like, give me more than that. Come on, what is this? <laughs> yeah. you know. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just you kind of, but it, it's all like, but it's not about price. That's the thing. When you start focusing on something else, if you focus on the price. Right. And and that's the biggest thing is that when you focus on what you're what you're talking about and on the price and everything, like I said, people ask me how they how to do, you know, get into diamonds and gold. You just do it. You just just do it. Sell it. Right. Make a piece. Maybe you have to put up your own money. Maybe you have to make a piece for your mom. Right. And like you say, yo, if you buy me these materials, I will make you this piece and it's yours. But I want to photograph and I want to put it out there. People buy what they see. Right. If you can make it and you can photograph it and you can put it out there on a website or whatever, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, if you can put it out there, people will see it and then they'll come to you and say, I want one of those. Right. The idea, selling the idea is hard. Um, Selling something that's supposed to be tangible, jewelry, pottery, whatever. If it's tangible, you have to make it tangible. People buy the tangibility of it. Right. The idea is hard for them to conceptualize because you can see it. It's in your head. You have that ability. You have that vision. Right, but if you can show it to if you can make it and show it to somebody and be like, and they're like, "Oh, damn, that's great! Yeah, I want that." You know, that's the that's how it works. You know, and, yeah. uh, um So I mean, just when you and when people are talking about wanting to break into diamonds and gold, they're talking about price, right? I don't like talking about price. I mean, I like talking about money, but I don't like talking about price. Price is stupid. Price is. uh, and and I know a lot of people are going to tell me that I'm nuts. Price is nothing. Price is dumb. Dude, the first question out of my mouth is, hi, you know, I'm Mark. Thanks for coming into Buffalo Craft Company. And I say, what can I do for you today? And they tell me, and they say, well, I want this, that, and the other thing. They show me, okay, do you have any pictures? Sure. Like, within the first five minutes of every single consultation that I have, one of the biggest questions that I ask is, what's your overall budget? It doesn't do me any good to design you a $10,000 ring if you want to spend two grand. And I don't care if you want to talk about money or not. I don't want you to waste my time, and I don't want to waste your time. So tell me what your budget is, and I'll design you the most badass piece inside of your parameters that meets, you know, or or that's right around that budget. Right? And and so I leave it up to them. And if what they ask for, if they say they want to spend three grand, what they really want is a $7,000 ring, I'll tell them that. I'm like, dude, you can't get an emerald for for that. Like, You can't even buy the stone for what your entire budget is. Something has to change. You need to up your budget or you need to change stones or you need to change whatever, right? I mean, it's a guiding process. It's something that's a little bit different. So you, you kind of take that into account, right? And, and as soon as you stop thinking in dollars and cents, right? right. You're using silver and topaz because it's what you can afford. Right? When you stop thinking that way, it changes what you do. I don't care how much the jewelry I make is. Doesn't matter how much the materials are. I don't, I don't care. If it's what you want and it fits your budget and, and my company is making money to, to keep us alive in a business so we can service that product, that's all I care about. I don't, I don't care. You know, a $2,000 piece is the same as a $50,000 piece. It doesn't matter. Right? It's 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 what you need, what you want, and, and I don't care about the price. It's not when you start thinking about it in I can't afford X, Y, and Z, you don't say can't, you say how can I? Right? You want to work with something real big. How can I do that? How can I make that how can I make that possible? Um and just change the conversation. Don't talk about money. Or or don't don't think in terms of dollar and cents. You know, okay, so you can get enough stuff to make 30 silver rings. But you could also spend that same amount of money on making one gold ring. Well, what do you want to make, gold rings or silver rings? Because if you keep making silver rings, you're never going to make a gold ring. But if you make a gold ring, people might tell you that they want a gold ring. Then you can leave the silver behind. Or you can incorporate it. It's a lot of that. Just do you. Do what you want. (laughs) Yeah. Make Make it what you want it to be. It's yours. You own it. You're building it. You can build it however the hell you want. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's it.
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I thank you so much for coming on. I can definitely tell you're very passionate about what you do. It's very <laughs> I, it's very inspiring. I, I really admire it. Well, thank so, you. Uh, and I'm obviously very knowledgeable. So overall, very impressive. Um, thank you for sharing with my uh, audience. Um, thank you so much for being yeah, on the podcast. Sure. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate Absolutely.
2: it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It was great. All right. <laughs> All right, Thank man. Okay. Have a good day, and uh, I look forward to uh, talking with you again.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you.
2: <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one.
1: All right. Bye. You
0: too. Thanks so much for listening to the Buffalo Craft Co. Part 2, Episode 4 of the Handmade Jewelers Podcast. We post every Wednesday and Friday, and if you want to check out more, we're at Sulis, S-U-L-I-S, displays on Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Snapchat. I really want to make this podcast as useful as possible for you guys. So if you could comment the timestamp that was especially helpful for you guys, that would really help me out. Hope you guys check it out next time. Thanks. I like it so tell me everything you want
2: Baby, is it fool's Something like a distant